Hey everybody, I'm Lance Johnson. I'm one of the coaches here at Agency Hacker, and I am on today with Devin Jones. He is the podcast king. Devin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Lance. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we talked about updating the title. Uh, for anybody watching on video, you see the pigeon in the background, but he's the pigeon taming podcast king for all your listeners who can't see the video. This is just shocking and impressive. I, I don't know what else there is to say about the episode. It's just a pigeon's on here. Yeah, that's probably a first for you, I guess. <laughs> it's definitely a first. Well, in addition to taming to taming pigeons, um, tell us a little bit about your agency and what you guys do. Uh, well, we started um, late, well, mid to late 2019. And uh, it was a series of just strange events that kind of unfolded to to turn into what is now seven tree media um i was doing my own thing uh transitioning from doing marketing and real estate i did photography and uh virtual tours and walkthroughs and all that kind of stuff and i wanted to branch out on my own and so i started filming my own podcast called the business rebel and i was going around and looking for people in business high level who had done things to get to where they are um very differently than most. And uh, that it was incredible just meeting um, the handful of people that I did while I was doing that. But then I stumbled uh, into uh, the studio of my now partner, uh, Parnell Ramlow, um, who was also doing podcasting at the time. And uh, I just thought it was a really cool angle for, for the show. And we had a two hour long conversation. Then after that, he was like, you know, there, there's some connections that we could make here. Let's let's uh, you know have another coffee after this and see if there's something there. And so we talked about it. He, uh, I, I'm more of like the the egghead. I'm the nerd behind the scenes, fiddling away on the computer. And he was uh, um, this very outgoing, charismatic dude who just had a lot of connection in, in, in his network. And so uh, we reached into that network and got our first client. We started a podcast for a. Um, car dealership here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, house of cars did uh, about a dozen episodes. Um, and then COVID-19 hit and we had to Mm. kind of shut things down and make a bit of a pivot. And, um, I fell down the rabbit hole of it. And it's so funny that you mentioned like, um, you know, just the, the, the premise of your podcast being like the real, uh, you know, in the field kind of from the front lines news versus, you know, the gurus. Well, I, I bought into uh, one of the guru's pro- programs um, and it basically, in a nutshell, uh, what I did was I took my systems and structures and things that I'd created for the podcasting world and um, developed a, a, a training course so that I could help coach businesses into creating their own things. Um, that whole thing uh, took about six to eight months of, of time to kind of like create, refine and uh, roll it out to the public, but then restrictions started light, lightening up and um, our marketing budget was thin back then because we were still a startup. So we had to kind of make a decision. Well, are we going to market the course by itself uh, or are we going to go back into doing um, done for you type services? So we opted for the latter and, uh, you know, went back into the field and tried a variety of different kind of like marketing packages, uh, you know, just doing Facebook ads or YouTube ads, things like that, because, you know, the people that we were talking to were looking for something very specific, but it just didn't feel rewarding. It didn't feel like the work that I wanted to be doing. So um, me and me and the partner, we 
you know, took a step back and kind of reanalyzed what we're doing. We're like, you know what, we, we need to go uh, full tilt and, and really focus on creating content uh, from a, like uh, in terms of like a pillar piece of content that can be redistributed and um, used across multiple social channels. We need to go back to the basics of what we were doing and really just secure our, our, you know, first 10 major clients. Um, so that's been the work that we've been doing over the last year. And, uh, you know, in doing all that, I've met some incredible people. We, we've been able to build the team up a little bit. Uh, by no means am I a million dollar agency yet, <laughs> but uh, that is on the near horizon. So that's kind of where we're at right now. That's awesome. And that's really, I think that you're in an exciting inflection point, right? Because you're at a place where you know it works, right? You're, you say, hey, what we do for people definitely works. And it's not that question, that existential question of like, can we even do this? But you're like, ah, I see the light. I know we can do this. And honestly, that agency hacker, that's why it's really exciting because we get to see the people that are like, oh, 100,000, we want to go to a million. Yeah, six figures, we're going to seven. And the question of how to do it quickly, is it's a fun one. So that's actually a great segue of what's the what's the main constraint for your agency right now? Because I feel like everybody, it's like it's revenue goals come when you solve problems. And what's the problem you're working on solving? So the big big thing was um, fulfillment versus working on your inbound pipeline, like working on. Mm. Getting the, and I'm a I'm a huge like Gary V is the religion like that. He's the guy that I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aspire to be like just in terms of like him, him personally but also the way that he uh you know structured and formulated his business um and he talks a lot about being patient and this whole idea of like what's the fastest way to get to 10 clients well the fastest way to get to 10 clients is also the formula for failure because you miss <laughs> a lot of along the way you take a sure. lot of shortcuts you um, you know, you can't really balance that fulfillment versus uh, client acquisition. And so um, the big struggle for us was, well, how do we create systems now for our own marketing? And, you know, just like the mechanics dilemma, yeah. the mechanics cars always broke down. And why is that? Well, he's too busy <laughs> fixing everybody else's. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what's been going on in our business so far is that, yeah, um, we have a viable product. It works very well. Uh, you know, when I take the numbers that we've gotten out of some of the podcasts that we've been building and compare them to some of the industry stuff, we're ahead of the curve on most in most of those situations, whether that be, um, you know, some of the more vanity based metrics like number of views or number of subscribers or followers on different social channels, but also on the back end. Well, how many people are actually going down through the funnel? Um, yeah. And, and into a customer or making a purchase of some kind and uh, the monetization phase is, is a difficult one for a lot of content-based brands but when you're a, a brand already that's leveraging content it gets a little bit simpler to start measuring some of those metrics so having you know proof of, of concept uh, has helped remarkably in terms of just the confidence now to approach another company and be like hey we did this over here and we want to do it for you um, are you willing to, you know, or do you have it in your budget to make an investment in that way? And uh, so, so now kind of refining that sales process and how, well, how are we reaching people? How yeah. are we kind of like bringing them into our world and, and getting them up to speed with why this is so important to them? And then, you know, how do we get them to say yes at the end of it? And, and once we refine that system, that's something now that you can start to turn the volume up on. So we're just at that early stages of going from volume one to volume two. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it doesn't go from like 
it doesn't go like one, two, three. It goes like one, two, three, maybe one, two, ten, right? It just jumps <laughs> so drastically because you you figured out what worked and along that way there was a lot of things that didn't work. You're like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know what you guys have tried so far, but just in my experience, it was like, you know, to go from one to three million dollars a year was a lot of non-linear things that you're like, this doesn't work at all. Like it was supposed to work. Somebody told me it would work. The course said it would work. It works for other people. It didn't work for us. I don't know why. And then uh, one day it's like the breakthrough happens, the clouds part and you're like, wow, this works really well. And we can, we can go from two to 10. Um, but we were stuck at two for a long time. We were just like stuck there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and even still going from one to two and then back to 0. 0.5 and you're doing this back and forth thing. And then, uh, yeah, after a year and a half of kind of going through that, you know, getting a client, losing a client, getting two more to yeah. replace the one we lost or this back and forth and back and forth. It's, it requires a lot of resilience. It requires a lot yeah. of like that internal dialogue of like, well, is it really going to work? Am I really good enough? You know, imposter syndrome, all those things like they, yeah. just like anybody else who's in this um, place, it, it came up a lot for me and still does to this day every once in a while. I'm like, God, like, can I really do this? Is this really a possibility? But then you get on the phone with somebody and in a, in short of a five minute conversation, like, oh yeah, you're the guy, let's go and send over the details and the contract. <laughs> like, well, what just happened? How did I do that? I don't even understand. How I got to this place, and if I find um, the less you care on the sales call, the better the result is. <laughs> yeah, dude, preach, bro. I feel like it's a it's a hard thing too, though, to get, because I feel like I the I actually don't do any of the sales calls at my agency anymore, and I I feel like the stress is like when there's not enough lead flow, then you want it too bad, you know. And I see it even in the reps too, where it's like, man. I can tell that we're, our lead flows down because and there's or their pipelines down like best time to win a sale is when you just want a sale and you don't need a sale and you're like over quota because yeah. oh the mental game is the hard one right like it's it's very difficult i want to go back for just a second though because i th i think i got the general idea of what you all do you're a podcast agency you guys launch podcasts is that right yeah okay. yeah our, our tagline is uh we'll help you launch your your podcast in as little as seven days without any tech overwhelm um, uh, even if you're a beginner. Got it. Okay. And then the result, this is probably the part that I'm like most curious about what, what kind of results do you get for people? Right. I mean, obviously I like podcasts. I'm, I'm biased, but how do you, yeah. how do you go about delivering a result for a podcast? So this is, it's really simple to me because I've seen it a, a hundred thousand times, um, yep. but it's more complicated to follow along with if people don't quite get the purpose or the point of, having a podcast. Sure. Uh, so to simplify that, so the rest of this all makes sense. We all know that social media or, or the internet in general um, is where people do most of their discovery of a business. If I want Definitely. a plumber, I'm going to go on Google, I'm going to search up a plumber, right? Yeah. And then I'm going to see a list of plumbers. Most of them in the first five are going to be ads. And then I obviously I'm skipping the ads because I don't want to be sold. So I go to the next, you know, five or 10 results. And then it's in those five or 10 results. There's some, a lot of work that has gone on in the background to make those results appear first. Definitely. Um, part of that is having content that solves the problem that somebody's looking for. So when you create a, a, a pillar piece of content, something that is, you know, like a podcast episode, it's, 
can be 10 minutes long, can be an hour long, can be three hours long. It doesn't really make that much of a difference. What really matters is what you do with that pillar piece of content. So for us, our agency, what we do is we, first of all, we help you set all of that stuff up so that you can, can record that first episode. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of moving parts just in that piece of it, um, which can be super yeah. intimidating for people and why they just, just decide not to do it to begin with. So we help make all of that really, really, really easy. But once we get that first piece of pillar content, what we do now is we go through it and we look for some really, really key points that people are looking for on the internet. And then we use those key points now to get your business in front of that audience through a variety of different social channels. So we go with the top five or seven or whatever it is, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of stuff. Um, There are some other places where you can be found, uh, but those seem to be the best ones. We'll get you on all those places. And so now your brand has kind of this omnipresent uh, uh, kind of the way they show up. It's omnipresent across all these different channels. So that's the first part is getting you out there and getting some touch points. That's the awareness stage. So once you have that awareness stage covered, then we can move into that um, the call to action kind of phase where you're where you're actually asking people to become customers. So uh, in a real simple, simple way, let's say you put out a video clip that's two minutes long talking about uh, roofing, for example, the, you know how to protect your roof from leaks. Yep. So it's two minutes, very, very poignant thing that you said there. And somebody watches 10 seconds of it and skips it. Well, it's clear they don't care about their roof. Sure. But if somebody watches like a minute and a half of that, they might care about their roof right now. So those are the people that we want to get after. So having all of these different um, various clips and things that are out there gives us a vanity metric of views, which that's cool. But to what point do we need these views? Yeah, well, we need yeah, to yeah. target the people who've watched 75% or more of that video. And we target them with a call to action like, hey, we saw that you saw this video and uh, maybe you might be concerned about your roof. If you want, we can come and do a free inspection for you just so you're prepared for when you're ready to do something with your roof. And so that then begins filling the top of the pipeline for that business. So you might not get that customer right this second, but if Mm -hmm. you're patient enough, you're the one they trust the most. So when Mm. they're ready, they come back and they find you and they call you. And so that's the second stage of this. Now, the third stage of it is optimizing the performance of all of these different things. So once you've kind of tested what's out there, what content works, do a little bit of SEO, keyword research, that kind of stuff. Um, and then you drill down to the, the content that works, that gets the most views, that um, translates to people asking for free quotes. Now you have a systemized way to generate new leads for your business. So that's why it's important to have it, but also uh, all of those other elements. So a business owner that kind of steps into this and hears that explanation is like, okay, clear, that's awesome. But there are so many moving parts. I have no idea where to start or how to do it or what to do. Um, You know, what's next? And so that's why we have a variety of different options. Well, I can just come in, take care of the whole thing for you. So all you got to do is just show up and look good. Yeah. Uh, Or I can help coach you on how to create the systems for your own business, have your staff kind of implement, you know, the different phases of it. Like if you got to post stuff, obviously the CEO shouldn't be doing that. There's an assistant that can be doing that. Yeah. And then finally, the, the, the other option um, is more of a, like, here's the course. You can do it yourself. It's very clearly laid out, um, shows you step one to 99, anything that you could possibly wonder, including like editing, what gear to use, 
um, how to set up your social platforms to be optimized, where to do keyword research yourself. Like we really went full, full coverage um, in terms of like developing that course and making sure that it had the right stuff in it. So that's kind of a, I get, I guess now in hindsight, a long winded version of that, but that's, that's really what we're looking for is, is how to um, create those systems so that you actually have an optimized way to generate leads and build your business. No, I think that's super helpful too. And again, it's like the nice thing about a practitioner podcast like this that we're doing is people want to hear, right, the process, right? Because I'm sure it's like those connections that just spark ideas like, whoa, this is this is fun. Um, with the process, make sure I've got it. You you guys have, so you have the do it yourself, done with you, done for you, it sounds like, right? You can, yeah, yeah. You can listen to them in reverse order, but it sounds like those are the options. And uh, you all do... You've got like an SEO play, which is make content. You got a paid media play, right? Is that is that correct that you guys chop it up, multiple clips, and then we buy some traffic. We have, that's our retargeting list. And then we have call to action stuff. That's awesome. That's a really fun. That's yeah, that's a really fun way. And I like the, I like the pillar content um, model, right? That's just a cool, cool step. Um, neat. And with right now, just, and this is just a curiosity thing. Do you have a split of like, Hey, 80% people do done for you, 10% do DIY and 10% do done with you? Or how does the client split out for you all? You know, just across the board, everybody I talk to, it's a pretty even split. And I think really? this is part of like another one of the issues that we have. Cause like oh. we really want done for you services clients. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking to people, that's not always in their budget. Yep. So having yep. the other options makes it really easy for us to still be able to help people because that's yep. that's what we're here to do is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what what is the solution that you need? Um, and is it possible for us to connect with you? And if we can, we will. If we can't, the cool thing is I, I have a lot of other resources that I've found in my travels. Like, you know, I can connect you with a guy that does LinkedIn lead messaging services, you know, yeah. if that's the better route, especially for like, um, you know, something that's very... ROAS specific, you know, if you're, if you're in financial services or you do mortgages or, you know, real estate, you, you need to have very clear numbers. Like this is how much yeah. it costs for a lead. This is how much it costs yeah. for converting, you know, all that stuff. So, um, you know, we have all the solutions and the connections to other people to, to fill in the blanks where, where we need to. Yeah. The biggest struggle for anything like SEO. Well, I feel like the delay is big, right. For the people that are like, 100% ROAS focused delay is hard and, and I can appreciate it, right? There's a time value of money. And so it, I can see a little bit of it, but the hardest thing seems like the attribution where, yeah, we all want to be able to do a really clear attribution model. And that's like the promise of the internet is extremely clear attribution, but it's not necessarily how it works because if you make those, I don't know how many clips you make out of that pillar content, but you made a lot of content clips and you're like, which one pushed them over? I don't really know. Um, and I could see that being a hard sell for some folks. Yeah. Yeah. And and setting up systems and structures so that that is to the best of your ability possible. Because I always yeah. like to make the argument that, you know, if you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall, waiting for noodles to stick, you're never going to go anywhere. But yeah. if you have a way of keeping track of all of the data as it is transpiring, but <laughs> you also have like overarching control over all of the elements 
that's where the real magic happens. But the problem that I've found too with a lot of businesses is they'll have, you know, these guys are, they're a Facebook ads agency. And what they're really good at is understanding the Facebook ads platform. They don't necessarily understand psychology when it comes to, um, you know, sales or, or marketing. And so there is your first disconnect. So yeah, Mm -hmm. you can run some ads, but then who did your website? Now you're sending people over to that funnel. Is it set up properly or are you losing all this, you know, exit? You're just like trying to pour water into a, you know, a colander. It's going everywhere. (laughs) No way for you to track it. Yeah. So so being able to have all of that into in one body, I think is so important. The like one client we have um, is a lawyer. He he does uh, constitutional law. And and right now he um, is dealing with a lot of cases that are kind of in the public. It's a uh, a very controversial topic, so I don't want to uh, taint sure. your podcast with it, but just know that he's dealing with some very sensitive issues. And um, his podcast, he brings on some of his clients to talk about the progress that their cases are making. Hmm. So what we've done is we've structured it so anywhere his content shows up, there's only one place that you can go and take an action, the link in bio. And, and it's also in the description, but it's only one link. We don't use multiple links and multiple this, multiple that. It's only one place. So we use Linktree because the, the analytics on the back end of Linktree are very, very powerful. Allow people to click on that. And then we can see from there exactly what path people are taking. So yeah. did they go and find you on Spotify so they can continue to stream your, your episodes? Did they go and click on a sponsor link? Did they go and click on, oh, hey, I need a lawyer you know, and, and then go in and fill out that information. So, but we can see all of that data. Yeah. But if you are piecing this together, trying to save a buck here and a buck there, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you're missing out on having that, you know, house centralized for the, for the data. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I'm going to uh, pause this fun conversation, just do a mid roll for agency hacker. So uh, for all the listeners in this podcast is, uh, not just the Agency Hacker podcast, but sponsored by Agency Hacker. We were founded um, because we built an agency from zero to three million and said, hey, there's no magic pill. <laughs> it sounds erotic for a coaching company to say, we don't have a magic pill. We don't have the one blueprint. We don't have the perfect thing. Um, but we have some things that saved us a lot of time that help go from six figures to seven figures um, while avoiding a couple blind alleys, while um, keeping from falling into the traps that you know, I, I think that some of the gurus preach and um, we hope to be helpful to other agency owners. So if you want to uh, get some information about how we could help you go from six to seven figures and hopefully with less heartache than we did, go to agencyhacker.io and uh, there's a little case study. You hear about how we built our agency and made it more passive. Um, or you can just say, hey, I'm, I'm an agency that would be great to come on the podcast. We'd love to have you on here as well. So any agency owner, go to agencyhacker.io and would love to connect. Um, yeah, so Devin, I, I think that that's a really neat service and that it's a cool take on, like, because you guys aren't just a podcast agency, right? I I look at, like, we're looking at doing another acquisition for to bolt onto the agency. And I've looked at some podcast agencies. And when I think podcast agency, I think we do production only, right? That's generally, it's, it's really like a podcast editing agency. Um, which right. is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. So I, so I think I had the wrong idea with you all. Uh, but you're, you're like a digital media, like you, you guys do paid media and you're a agency that is uses podcasts as your pillar content, but not what I would think of when I see a podcast agency. 
um, that's really cool. Yeah. And so here's, here's the kicker. Okay. I use the word podcasting because people understand that word. Yeah. I used to use sustainable content model, but people are like, yeah, what is that? Nobody understands I don't understand. That. I have no idea what that nobody means. Understands yeah. That. So, so yeah, podcast is the easiest way to get people to kind of get it. That being yeah. said, there are other models. Um, take Mr. Beast as an example. He does like game show. So you could do yeah. a game show, right? Or you could do, um, you know, the, 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 the news reporter where you're just talking about your industry. And this works really, really well for real estate agents. If, if you're in the space of real estate huh. and you know what's going on in your city and you become the talking head rather than the news becoming the talking head, you're the guy that everybody trusts. That's the point of you spending $100,000 every month on billboard ads is so your face is out there. Yeah. But that's not providing any value for somebody. Yeah. Right? Rather, if you had a, a, a like a news show where you're talking about real estate, what's going on in that very specific market, you become the authority. And, and if you put even a fraction, a tenth of that money that you put on billboards into that to get the audience very specifically to your territory only, even right down to your neighborhood, you know, you yeah. don't need a million podcast subscribers to build a successful yeah. business. But if you yeah. had the right people watching or the right people listening, um, I love these ones too. Like if you're in construction of any kind, like any type of trade, think homes on homes. Do you think homes on homes struggles to get customers? Probably not. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Because he is the trusted authority in that space. And so if you yeah. get really, really niche about the topic or the things that you're talking about. So that's, that's kind of the spinoff of a podcast. You don't have to just be a guy with a microphone talking. What yeah. you could do is take your phone with you out in the field and capture everything that's happening. Just document it. Send me all that stuff. I'm yeah. going to make a really awesome episode for you. We'll cut it up into clips. We'll do all this really uh, you know, cool stuff. Sure, it might not be a million dollar production level, but that's not even the point. Definitely. Yeah, and people don't necessarily even want it, right? Like the Instagram versus TikTok thing where it's like TikTok, it doesn't do well if you have overproduced stuff versus... Like, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting trend. It's an um, ugly video still. Uh, Peng Jun yeah. is, a, is a huge advocate for this. I love this guy. He's always yeah. talking about it. Um, there, okay, so as a case study, I, I did a little bit of digging around just trying to find like other people that are out there doing what, what I'm advocating other businesses start doing. Yeah. And there's this, uh, there's this uh, influencer on TikTok called Sync Reviews. Now, it's exactly what you think it is. This guy literally will be in any restaurant or a gas station bathroom or the closet at his neighbor's garage, like wherever he finds a sink, he will do a sink review in 30 to 60 seconds. And, and he just talks about why this sink is good or bad, gives it a rating out of five sinks. And, and believe it or not, dude, almost a million subscribers last time I looked. Almost that's a million. Crazy. And he's and what does he do? He just sells sinks. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. I bet you he could add in pl like a plumber's network into that somehow oh and sell yeah. plumbing services. But but people are like they're watching it because it's funny, but also it's informative and useful. Yeah. And if he's he's got a sink that I see that I like, or a tap or something like that, I'm gonna buy that. You know what I'm saying? Especially the yeah. rent of it. You just gotta find people at the right time and all that but but that's the kind of stuff just creatively creating content in a way that's not going to take any time from you yeah um, and then managing it correctly so that it does predictably bring in business and who you know you've mentioned a lot of like uh local businesses is that your primary client market or 
who do you guys target for you're like, Hey, this is the group we can definitely help. Uh, so there's a couple of, um, couple of barriers to entry because of all of the moving parts that are in, uh, our system, there are different pieces, different team members that we have to make sure, uh, you know, can support their families. And, um, so the price point of our done for you services is a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, but some of the other, like the coaching and things like that, um, are, are better for the, the trades or the smaller businesses where it's, Got you know, it. solopreneur or a s- small business kind of situation where you, you don't really have a lot of resources to invest. Um, so the done for you stuff, what, what we're looking at is, is connecting with professional services like lawyers, um, you know, financial services, that kind of thing, coaches and, and people in their space who are kind of crossed over that million dollar a year threshold. Oh, yeah. And, and then they can invest in, okay, we're good, but now I want to scale from one to 10 and I need a system to yeah. do that. Well, that's where we come in and we can implement that. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I mean, there's big trades businesses too, right? Like, you know, there's $10 million. I'm sure there's a, at least a, in Alberta, like there's got to be a few $20 million painting companies, right? And there's, yeah. they're, they're big, big trades, but I'm always surprised at like how big some of the trades are. So, okay, this is helpful. So going back a step, you mentioned like the sales thing and we were pretty um, pretty high level about the current constraint with sales. And honestly, I, I was missing a little bit like, is the constraint that you all aren't getting enough leads to tell them about, like tell them your story. You're not getting on the phone with enough people. And you're like, man, when we get on the phone with people, we close a lot of them. Or what's the, what's the uh, specific constraint with the sales process that you guys are trying to break through right now? Uh, first messaging, first and foremost, being able to clearly explain what it is that we do to somebody who has no idea what we do. That's the first hard. Once we fix that problem, then it is volume. Now, how many Mm -hmm. people can we get in front of with this message, um, to, to at least bring them in. And then finally, you know, once we have them in and we're on a sales call, you know, closing them and getting them to commit to actually doing this over a, um, you know, a long period of time knowing that it may take three to six months before they see an ROI on, on that investment. That's a, a difficult sale. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's, those are the three big elements for us. And, and what you were talking about, like all the different things that you can do, well, to, to answer what I'm sure is your next question, what are you doing? Uh, D all of the <laughs> above. Um, we've done, we've done group stuff where you, you know, I'm in, in a number of different uh, professional based groups and and I interact as often as I possibly can uh, genuinely and not just like hey we have that service you can buy it from us like no I'm like yeah, there yeah. like you got a question about what mic to use uh, I'm gonna tell you exactly what mic you need to use if you have 20 bucks or if you have two thousand bucks I because I was a sound engineer for uh, almost 20 years now <laughs> so I know this stuff pretty well but and you're the um, king of podcasts. Let's not forget that. King of podcasts. I'll yeah. wear that crown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you know, from that to doing, you know, uh, LinkedIn messaging type stuff or cold email, cold call. Uh, we were doing yeah. marketing campaigns and um, for all of them, it always came back to like the messaging has to be so perfectly right or you just you're getting the wrong people into the top of your funnel so that's still a bit of a challenge for us in terms of our growth right now is is getting that right and then and then being able to scale that up it's so interesting too because i know with my experience and when i look at uh, it's super fun to look at a lot of different agencies and it usually is like 
a multivariable equation, right? Where part of it is like messaging. A big part of it, like an underrated part is often pricing too. Like, is this, when I get the right person, like how many right people are there really? You know, how many people can afford, I don't know what you guys' services are, but yeah, for us, it's like, how many people can afford 50,000 to $200,000 to do this video and this video campaign? And okay, there's 350,000 of those people in this many companies, right? And so then it's like, what metric is going to work? I think that sometimes it can be really hard because there's, uh, there, everything works at some level of abstraction, right? And, and my background was B2C, so I did e-commerce. And what works for e-commerce was totally different, right? We could get 3 million views a month and there's not 3 million people that could make a decision to buy our video, right? It just, it's like a different, it was a steep learning curve. So I can appreciate where you're coming from. Like, you know that there's gotta be the way to do it, but it's like tweaking a code where you change one thing and it changes that little Rubik's cube, which look way hard. I just, I was walking through there, but I was like, this is way too hard. And it's very difficult to be like, man, does this even work? Does the math work on this? Is there a way to like make this plaza? Like cold emails can have low response rates. It's great, but it has the low response rates. Like we love cold email. We use a lot, but what's the, how do you, what's the strategy? Right. So no, I can appreciate where you guys are uh, working to crack the code on that, which is exciting. So I, what what are you guys learning right now? You know, it, I think that you can't do everything at once and you can't learn everything at once. What um, you mentioned, like a course on creating courses, right? And some of the different things that you've learned. What right now, you know, what's the book, course, YouTube channel topic that you're learning about? Okay, uh, I got two resources here that I think will change the game for just about anybody. The first one, Jeremy Miner and his NEPQ training course. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, he, I found him on TikTok actually, and he was he just said something that was just so profound because, you know, I I don't know I have this um, resistance to being a salesperson because some small part of me mm. believes uh, wrongfully that I'm trying to trick people into buying something from me. Like I'm tricking them out of their money and I don't yeah. love that feeling. You know, I, that's a good thing though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that I can help people and I know that that there's yeah. a value to helping people and people are more than willing to give you money if you actually can solve yeah. that problem. And so, uh, you know, overcoming some of that was difficult just in my own kind of mindset shift that I, that needed to be made. But then when I found Jeremy Miner, he was already implementing some of these frameworks in the way he does his his own sales the way he train because he's a sales coach yeah um, and the way he trains people and so i i did a deep dive in the nepq stuff and and recreated our whole sales script for our sales guys and um it made a tremendous difference because if you mm. can just ask the right questions th- there's not even a need for a pitch at the end yeah but but by the time you get to a place where somebody's like ready to make a decision they're asking you what do I yeah. got to do to make this fit in my business? Yeah. Okay. That's a really, really great question. Um, here are our options. And and then, you know, once you put it out there, you got to put it back on. Like, what do you want to make happen? If you only want to start with these small little moving pieces, like, okay, let's just put the podcast up. Okay. Sure. We'll start there. We don't have to do the marketing. And if you want to do the emails for the guests and do the guest management stuff, we don't have to do that. You can do that. It's just how much time, you know, can you sacrifice and how much time do you want us to take, you know, over so you have your time back? Like, and, and what currency do you need us to communicate with you in? But that that was a huge 
uh, eye opener for me was the NBQ mm. training. But then I found this book by accident. Um, I, I don't even remember where I found it. It's called uh, Surrounded by Idiots. Um, wow. And I pulled it up. Surrounded by Idiots by Thomas Erickson. Surrounded by Idiots. And this is the premise that have you ever felt like you're talking to somebody and they just don't get it? And they're a total and they're they're the idiot, obviously, not you. you yeah, you're yeah, God. yeah, definitely. No, no, you're the idiot. This book addresses that uh, disconnect. And, and the way it does it is it breaks it down into four uh, categories of people and, and they each have their own color. So there's red, blue, yellow, green. And in a nutshell, the red guys are like fired up, action, action. They're the leaders, you know, all, <laughs> yep. that kind of thing. Um, yellow people are more like meek and mild. They operate on their feelings. They're very emotional, uh, very social type people. Um, blue people are the analytic guys, the, guy, the guys that just, they don't, they don't really have any reaction. They're maybe introverted, yeah. but yeah. they just want the data, right? They're just, they're just there to learn. And then finally, green, which is a curation of all three of those elements Hmm. Uh, but the problem is, is you, you may get some of the good things out of each one, but you also get all of the bad things out of each <laughs> one. And so those people are even more difficult to work with. So understanding the uh, different languages and how these people communicate um, is is fundamental to being able to communicate the message that you want to the right people. And it, so it's inspired yeah. me to do a little bit of changes to how um, <clears throat> how we're framing our offers. So now hmm. I have like one offer, but we're going to frame it four different ways. You, you yeah. pick up what I'm saying now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here's what's really cool about it. Uh, after I read through the book one time, I'm not just a one-time reader. If the book is good, I'm going through it three, four, five times until it's locked, right? Uh, so even just after the first one, I jumped on a sales call with a guy that lasted no more than 12 minutes. Got on. I asked him three questions. He gave me exactly what the answers were. Uh, and then I was like, you know what, by what you've shared with me, it sounds like uh, we might have a solution. Um, here's what I would suggest. What are your thoughts on that? You know what? Love it. Put in a proposal, send it over to me. Let's go. So that was it. Red. I immediately recognized he was a red. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. He was a red guy. He just wants action. Doesn't care yep. if, if he screwed up on this. It doesn't matter. He'll cut it off and move on. So that's yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah. You gotta be to live. Um, but it was just so cool to actually like see it happening yeah. in real and I'm like, oh, this is power. So those are the two resources if, if anybody's oh, kind of in this space that I've been working with to kind of help myself get better at those things. Those are helpful frameworks. And I think it's so interesting when you like have a new framework and you go, wow, this applies so many places and you just keep building up more frameworks. And yeah, that's that's really neat. Now I was yeah, asking myself, turns on. I was like, am I, I was like, what color am I? It's like, is there a gray available? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. What color are you? Just out of curiosity. I went through the book, dude, and I can't tell you. Yeah, that's there, what it is. I probably fall a little bit more dominantly into the blue just because I am a systems I and structures suspected. guy. I suspected that. Yeah, be. and that's yeah. more a result of actually uh, me combating my ADD, which I personally see it as a superpower. Yeah. Being able to shift gears so quickly and and be flexible in, in the in environment, but to combat that all over the place ness of myself, I was like, no, you need a system. You need yeah. step one, two, three, four, five. Once I got that figured out, now I can teach people and I can help them. And so, yeah, I'm very much dominant into the blue. But um, secondarily to that, I find myself to be in that red 
because I I'm a ready fire aim kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want to yeah. get stuck in analysis paralysis. I, there's only so yeah. much I need, so let me fire yeah. away, see yeah. where it's landing, and then I'll adjust course as I go. So I, I'm a little bit of those two. No, that makes total sense. Oh my gosh, David, this has been so much fun. So thanks for the resources. And you know, last resource that I think is really important. If people want to get in touch with you, let's say they want to start their podcast, because I feel like this would fit really well for a lot of agencies. It's it just if you're a funnel building agency, then you should talk to Devin, right? Because you need to get a funnel for your funnel and that's got to start somewhere. A lot of times it starts with content for big services. How do people find out more about you or how do people get in touch? Uh, best place is just seventreemedia.com. Um, so number seven, will, letter seven. Uh, the word seven. So spell okay. it out. Oh, um, yeah. And then seven's not a letter. Noted. Right. <laughs> uh, secondarily to that, you can always email me, uh, Devin at seventreemedia.com as well. And um, I'm always, all my emails come right to my phone. I don't have an assistant or anything yet. So anybody that's got any questions or anything like that, like I can, you know, answer them very quickly. Um, I make myself as accessible as possible right now, just because we're still in that, you know, growth yeah. phase. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants to kind of work together or partner up or even an agency hearing this and is like, you know what, we get uh, asked this all the time, but we can't make an offer because we don't have that in our wheelhouse. Well, add this to your wheelhouse and and connect with me and I'm happy to, you know, work with you to make everybody happy along the way. So Awesome. Yeah, I think that could, that's an exciting play. It's like, oh, if guests and listeners start making partnerships, I'd be thrilled, right? That would be, yeah, that'd that, be cool. Yeah, that's incredible, man. That's the, the one thing that guests, I've always yeah. forgot. Yeah, just that that joint venture co- creative collaborations yeah. with different people doing yeah. different things. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's super fun. Well, Devin, it's been a super fun show. Thanks for coming on and uh, looking forward to hearing from you another year or just seeing where you guys move to. So I, I like the specificity and um, yeah, it was a joy to host you. Yeah. Hopefully a year from now you will be hearing from or about us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's been a All pleasure. Right. I, I, the opportunity to speak on your show thank you again this is lance johnson coach at agency hacker and uh yeah for any agency owners out there if you know the right agency owner who should come on that show maybe it's you then go to our website agencyhacker.io and there's a come on the show link we'd love to get more great people like devin that you're going from 100k to you know a million and you're trying to share your journey a little bit so thanks to all the listeners out there rate us on uh, whatever platform you're listening especially podcasts on uh, Apple iTunes, because, hey, that was the first one I used. But anywhere you're listening, rate us hopefully five stars. Devin was great, and the pigeon was bonus points. And uh, we'll be back with you next time.